Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick. Everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 279 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Misty Dell. Thanks, Misty. Thank Misty. You, Misty. Thank are you. you a uh, are you a gym owner in Pokemon? <laughs> Do you, Do you have a star? Are you in Starmie? Beach volleyball <laughs> with Carrie. Oh, really? So Not that. No. Wait, what? No, the team, isn't it? Misty and Carrie, they play oh! beach volleyball in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. I thought you meant Carrie, our friend. <laughs> and then I thought you were still on Pokemon. And I was like, there's no one named Carrie. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. It's a, uh, it's a night. Um, Today, we will be discussing... <laughs> Part one of chapter 27 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The Lightning Struck Tower. So Boo. make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to um, hold me, hold Tiffany while uh, I sob through these details. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's um, just get ready because for the next foreseeable episodes, all of the verbs are sad. Yeah. <laughs> So before we begin, let's talk about something that's actually really cute and happy. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Weekly Profit News this week is very important. It's very important. And very cozy fantasy aesthetic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because Tiffany tagged me in the post saying mm-hmm. that in Hogwarts Legacy, you can pet cats and they purr. And that's literally all I've thought about for like maybe the last two days. And then someone on Instagram, what? No, I love that this is this is all you've thought about for yes. two days. Oh my god, I'm so like literally, I'm so excited about it. And um, did I wonder Marguerite if I got the same on message? Instagram sent me a message and was like, if I can feel them purring through my controller, I will lose my mind. And I was like, oh, my oh, God, vibrant. that would yeah. be amazing. I, somebody messaged me, though, with that clip and they were like, why is that person petting the cat the wrong way? It wasn't the direction of the foy, the fur. It wasn't? That's what they said. I can't remember. Why? I need to watch it. Yeah. It looked normal to me. Listen, if I didn't want this game before, I would now. 
Mm-hmm. See, this was one of the things that was wrong with Breath of the Wild. They'd let you interact with the dog, but I couldn't pet the dog, and it made me very sad. So all I did was feed it meats, and it was very happy. But I want to rub the the dog's belly. I need to watch. That. I understand. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's dumb. I know. So I'm hoping with the new game, they let me pet puppies. Like when they introduced The Sims Pets, who baby? Yeah. That was a good time to be alive. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. No. Nintendo dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I see what they're Sweet. saying. They went the opposite direction of the fur group. They like they pet its head normally, but then they go backwards. It's like, mm-mm. No, you don't do that to key cats. That's how you get bit. Yeah, yeah. that kitty cat's not gonna be happy. You Especially do a if it's McGonagall. Head to tail. Head to tail. Head to tail. No messing around. You can give them little scritches under their chin, though. They like that. I like when I get the, the cheeky rubs. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. cheeky rubs yeah. in my face. If you're lucky, you can do a little little ear massage. Mm-hmm. And they like it. Mm-hmm. You know, Otherwise, yeah. you're you're getting scratch rabbit feet and you're yeah. done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've That's gotten many of those. Yeah, Iggy does that feet. to me sometimes. But yeah. Anyway, I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Pet and cat. And I'm also like trying to figure out. Can I pet owls? Oh, I don't know. If you can't, can I mean, what I'm going to play this game on. I know. <sighs> well, I'm going to need it. I mean, okay. I guess it's going to have to be a PS5, but like how hard are those to find now still? Uh, I think it's hit or miss, to be honest. I think it's a lot easier than it was. You just have to be at the right time. I would personally call a store and be like, yo, when do your trucks come in? True. I'm sure they'd yeah, tell you. I'll figure it out. I'm not gonna. F- uh, I'm not gonna figure it out until. Um, You're in the land. Yeah, until I move. Yeah. But yeah. So who needs to unpack these boxes? I'm petting cats in Hogwarts. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, the switch. So the switch version is actually coming out in July now. So that is a little bit better. And I do want to play it on Switch. Um. But I. I don't have FOMO now. So here's my problem. I got an email the other day and I pre-ordered the game on Amazon for PS5. And they were like, we have an update about your shipping. And it said March. What? Mm -hmm. What if you were to go on like GameStop and try and pre-order it? Is is are those still available? Maybe you could just like switch your. I don't know. But here's what I'm going to count on. I'm going to count on Martinius Omelie. Getting up at the butt crack of dawn and going and doing it because what he did that. Champ. He did that with Breath of the do, Wild Tiff? for me. <laughs> what you can if you wake up early <laughs> and just go on the Target app, you can order it for pickup early, early in the morning. I've done that with Pokemon games before. Yeah, that's true. Um, like you can you can order it for pickup before the store opens, but I I don't know what time exactly it comes available. But you can do that, and then you can just do like drive up. And get it. Yeah. So Vinny's asking me if I do need hard copy, and I absolutely do. <laughs> I just want also, it. Also, it's like, it's not Vinny. not saying we don't share well, because we absolutely do. But it's Marty's PlayStation, so I want him to be able to, like, download whatever he wants and not take up his space. But he did say that he's going to play it, and he's only going to do that because I told him he could be a bad guy. And he was like, oh, he's like, I'm killing everybody. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> dude. Nice. He's a menace so, to society. 
Uh, so, yeah. <clears throat> that yeah. made me happy hearing that. As it should. The kitty purr. Yep. Um, so make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends, because if you like us, then they may too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Swish Flick Cast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. As always, we are accepting Potter stories. Or if you just want to send us anything fun or have any questions or concerns, you can send those to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Katie. Tiffany. I'm sad. You're sad? It's time for the recap. Yeah. I hate these. (sighs) Okay. Yeah, this is like... These recaps now are just all sad. They are quite sad. True, true. So Dumbledore had to drink Voldy's Horcrux potion, and Harry had to make sure that he kept drinking the potion. They managed to do it, but Harry got so desperate to give Voldemort... Oh my god, we did it again. Dumbledore water. (laughs) Not on a bingo card? Uh, Probably. Okay. He has to get water from the lake, which is not good because that is the activation button for all the Imperi. <laughs> <laughs> so they attack. Dumbledore, even in his weakened state, saves the day. But he's not worried because he's with Harry. Oh. Catch me in my feels. All right. Yep. Give me that shrummery. Harry operates all by himself with a side along, which is a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. And Rosmerda comes to the rescue in Hogsmeade. Harry and Dumbledore notice the dark mark and speed along to the castle with Rosmerda's brooms. And Dumbledore gets disarmed by Draco and we find out he has backup in the form of Death Eaters. Dumbledore tells him to get on with killing him and I think that makes Draco sort of uneasy. We learn he used the vanishing cabinet in the room of requirement to get them in. That sneaky little blonde weasel. Weasel. That sneaky snake. (coughs) Pardon. Pardon. My throat hurts Pardon, I guess. Thank you. Uh, I don't... If I I don't start this, it doesn't have to happen. That's true. (laughs) That's just logic and science. (laughs) (laughs) This episode, we are safe. True, but we're not because we're taking <laughs> tiny little steps closer to the I inevitable. I know. Meg today, but was it about doesn't to do. happen today. She's about to do her notes, and she's like, all of a sudden, she's like, "Does he die today?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "No." Like, okay. Oh my god! Well, I was just like, I was we not really upset for yeah. that kind of night. You have to be she emotionally like, prepared for the the notes. <laughs> Her whole body went rigid. <laughs> I'm just glad I don't have to be the one that delivers the news. Because yeah, I would either. <laughs> just the way the colors <laughs> land, my love. <laughs> All right. Oh. Wow. So. That uh, was so loud. Wasn't it, though? <laughs> uh, okay. If we hear, I don't know if that picks up on, like, mic 
for the recording. But if we hear any more loud thumps, it is Alana. She got somebody's birthday treat bag at school today. It had a sticky hand in it. She's been (laughs) losing her mind and... She's been half upset, half excited about it because it's got a really good stick when you throw it on the ceiling and on Marty and I's bedroom wall. However, the living room and her room and the kitchen, it doesn't stick because we bought special paint that you can wipe off easily because we were like children. (laughs) So she's been pretty upset because it won't stick to the walls. And then Marty has to get it off the ceiling every single time. And it's been this whole thing. So that's cute. That's been my night. That's cute. That's cute. (sighs) Is it cute? (laughs) (laughs) No, just kidding. All right. So Dumbledore and Harry are back under the starry sky outside of the cave. And Harry has to basically like heave Dumbledore up on top of the nearest uh, boulder. But it's not just a boulder. (laughs) It's a rock. A beautiful, beautiful rock. <laughs> Pioneers used to drive these babies for miles. <laughs> Rusty crying. I just the second we walked on to Cannon Beach in Oregon, oh my I God. literally could not stop saying that quote. It literally <laughs> looks exactly like it. It does. does. It does. Oh. Somebody should put like a little SpongeBob up there with a crusty crab pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please just put a drone up there. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh God. So Harry is like soaking wet and he's shivering and he's holding the full weight of Dumbledore upon himself. And he knows that he's going to have to apparate both of them because Dumbledore is far too weak to to do this. So with everything that he has and everything that he knows, he he can apparate and he's done side along with Dumbledore, but he's never done this like by himself has no, I don't know, apparition license yet, if you will. Um, I wonder if that like alerted someone that he did that because he doesn't have a license you know what i mean maybe it didn't because of dumbledore being there maybe i don't know maybe um Mm. so he concentrates with all his might on hogsmeade and he grips dumbledore as tight as he can and he spins on the spot and he feels that compression of apparition so he knows that it's working and then before he opens his eyes again He knows that he met his destination because the smell of the sea air is gone. And then he opens his eyes and both of them are in the middle of the high street in Hogsmeade, shivering because obvious reasons. And then we get a little bit of a glimpse into how he already has trauma from this event that's popping up because um, he has a horrible moment when they land thinking that he sees in fury coming toward them, but he's wrong. Nothing's there. Everything is still, the street is quiet. The lamps are lit. Um, like in some of the upper windows, which I assume are like apartments over the shops, um, of people live beca- there. because it's late. Yeah, I know. And, you know, I can't, I wrote in here, I can't help but think that this is probably not the only moment that Harry thinks that there are in theory creeping his way. I think that this trauma will remain with him for some time. Like we see in Cursed Child that he has like nightmares and such. Um, so I, 
I can only imagine that he thinks and dreams about in fury later in life. And I also want to point out that the next time that he is in Hogsmeade is um, when they're getting ready to fight the last battle of Hogwarts and he's with another Dumbledore. Jeez. And that's a cool connection. And Aberforth saves them. I mean, from, from the snatchers that are, that set up the caterwauling charm there in Hogsmeade for them. Um, and he pretty much Dang. like roasts them, and I love it. He's like, "Where are you gonna do all your like illegal dealings? I don't say anything, and that's why you come to my pub." <laughs> the one guy's like, "I swear it was a stag," and he's like, "It's a goat, you idiot!" And <laughs> <laughs> <In> myself, that's <laughs> so good though. Um, also, I think this whole goat thing that people like to talk with and like tease character Aberforth with I think his uh Patronus is a goat because of Ariana and I think that he and Ariana used to feed those goats and I think they were special times for him so it's not anything weird it's actually sentimental so stop making fun of Aberforth (laughs) Aberforth is cool yeah and don't believe what you hear in the Daily Prophet or from Rita Skeeter come on quit making fun of him god noobs idiots I have to laugh my way through this. Literally. All right. What else are we going to do? We're not. We're going to cry. So Harry takes a moment and he celebrates this win, right? It's a small win. He goes, we did it, Professor. Harry whispered with difficulty. He suddenly realized that he had a searing stitch in his chest. Kind of like when you've been running, Kate. Is that? I understand that. Yeah, you get that? He goes, we did it. We got the Horcrux. Eh, wrong (laughs) but Dumbledore (laughs) staggered against him for a moment Harry thought that his inexpert apparition had thrown Dumbledore off balance then he saw his face paler and damper than ever in the distant light of a street lamp sir are you all right I've been better said Dumbledore weakly though the corners of his mouth twitched so that was a smile coming through because he's trying to hold it together that was that potion was no health drink. And there's ellipses in there. So he's like having to say this slow. There's a pause. And it's that horrible moment where Dumbledore sinks to the ground. And Harry is horrified by this. Um, cause, so he goes into problem-solving mode. And he's like telling Dumbledore not to worry. He's looking around for help. Everything's deserted. And he says, quote, We need to get you up to the school, sir. Madam Pomfrey. No, said Dumbledore. It is Professor Snape whom I need. But I do not think I can walk very far just yet. And there's ellipses in between all these short uh, pieces of the sentence. It's like he has to take like a full breath before each like couple words. He is having, it it appears as I'm reading that he's having trouble breathing. Right. Yeah. Um, And he's trying to, Maybe get his bearings, take it nice and slow and seeing what, trying to figure out what he knows needs to be done. And he knows that, I feel like he knows that this moment is soon. I think he knows, um, I don't know if I say this later on in my notes, but I don't think he would have made it past this. Even if Draco had shown up. uh, Yeah, I think think if everything would have been swimmingly and they got back to the castle, I'm not sure that Snape could have actually stopped what was happening. I think it was going to die anyway. Um, 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think he just knows. Yeah. So. And I think that <sighs> it, this is definitely truth in saying that had he had any chance, the only person who could have done anything would be Snape, seeing as he had contained that one curse to his hand. So I think that mm-hmm. he's assuming, well, these protections might be similar in that sense, where as I put the ring on and it was going to kill me i drink Mm -hmm. the potion it's going to kill me so i need snape to try to contain it some way if it's even possible because i'm sure yeah i'm sure he's even thinking he's getting if i know that if i know dumbledore is the character that i think he is he's planning two modes right now right he's planning um i've got to get to snape because i have to get you know, this contained, at least if it doesn't, if it buys me some hours, maybe it buys me a week. I have things that I need to fill in the gap for Harry. I have to show him how to destroy this Horcrux. I have to give him the sword X, Y, Z. Right. Yeah. Um, and clearly his will was already written with the intent that, um, in case anything were to ever happen to him, those things were already in place to go to the trio. Um, yeah. In case he didn't have time. I mean, and well planned out because you didn't have time to fill in the gaps. Um, and so I think he's like planning that out to try and make sure that he can explain to Harry the things that he needs. And. Or he's, you know, he knows that I, th- I think I talk about it later. I wonder. I wonder if maybe let me scroll. Go ahead. Like. I wonder if maybe drinking this potion also potentially affected the curse that was in his hand, possibly. Sped it up? Yeah. I mean, it's from the same creator, right? Right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. It would make sense. I mean, mean, not that Voldemort would ever think that somebody would obtain more than one Horcrux, let alone, like, even one, you know? But, like, Mm -hmm. I would kind of assume that they could work together unfortunately you know mm-hmm. well also if he is dying dumbledore needs <clears throat> snape to do the deed in order to have the elder one right yeah right yeah so he needs yeah. snape for multiple reasons yeah mm-hmm. yeah so uh harry says right sir listen i'm going to knock on a door and find a place you can stay then i can run and get madam severus said dumbledore clearly i need severus all right then snape but i'm not going to have to leave you for a moment so or i'm going to have to leave you for a moment so i can and harry doesn't have time to make any kind of moves to start to leave when he hears footsteps running towards them it's madame rosmerda and she's wearing her dressing gown and slippers (laughs) she's frantic and she's saying thank goodness that they are there because she didn't know what to do and then she takes note of Dumbledore noticing that he is unwell and Harry tells her hey he's hurt and he's overlooking the fact that Ross Murda herself is panicking and this is absolutely to no fault of Harry he's in panic mode Dumbledore is the only thing that he cares about um that's where his focus is but Dumbledore even in the state that he's in picks up on Ross Murda's mood and the thing that she said And he knows that something must be horribly wrong. And so Harry, again, like asks her for help. Um, He's like, can you take Dumbledore in while I go to the school? But Ramos Murda is like, you can't go there. Haven't haven't you seen? 
and Harry's not listening. He's still intent on Dumbledore. That's one track mind. That's where he's at. He's got blinders on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, nothing is as important as Dumbledore and getting him well. But Dumbledore interjects and he says, what has happened? Asked Dumbledore. Ross Murdo, what's wrong? And she says, the dark Mark Albus. And I love that she calls him Albus because that says something about their relationship that I really yeah. enjoy. Um, and she points to the sky in the direction of Hogwarts and dread flooded Harry at the sound of the words. He turned and looked. There it was, hanging in the sky above the school. The blazing green skull with the serpent tongue. The mark Death Eaters left behind whenever they had entered a building, wherever they had murdered. Yish. Shy in the chat says, do you think sure. that Dumbledore knows he's going to die tonight in this moment? Like, as soon as he sees the dark mark, do you think he knows it's time? It's yeah. Over? Only, yeah. Well, yes. Okay, I think either way, he knew that this was probably it for him. Yeah, but but it, like it, that. which plan has to go into place now? Now right. it's not saving his life to buy him some hours or a couple of days to fill Harry in. Now it's, I've got to get to Snape. We've got to do, we've got to save Draco and his soul, right? Um, we have to keep yeah. that unbreakable vow, right? Um, yeah. And we have to do this Elder Wand switch, if you will. Um, and so what was the question? <laughs> do you just think that like in this moment, him seeing the dark mark, do you think that to him that solidifies... I'm dying tonight. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. It makes me. So well, sad. I think it, I think it makes it more um, urgent in yeah. him going to meet his death because and he, finding Severus because he has to make sure that he gets there and completes this last task. So no but, more lives are taken. But really after this, Nothing really goes to plan. Nope. It's like this is where it all ends up falling. This into is all place by chance. By, <laughs> yeah, by fate. Because I'm trying to remember. Oh my god, I totally have it right here. Hold on. Sure. Irvin's Dumbledore book. Oh yay. Okay. He talks in here about how basically, truly, Dumbledore has all of these plans, right? And none of them actually happen little bits of things happen don't they they? end up they end up happening but purely by chance Mm -hmm. even though it's like yes this was what the end outcome needed to be this is how dumbledore planned it to happen it didn't happen the way dumbledore planned it to but it does happen so Vinny says (laughs) any chance snape knew that part of the plan was that the dark mark was cast during the attack and so dumbledore also knew and then Mia says, I thought so too, Vinny. Like Dumbledore should have expected the dark mark to be there. But I don't think that he had any idea that like it was going to be tonight. So I think that he saw the dark mark and potentially knew what that meant. But then Katie said you were reading he didn't, later, right? They say that they cast it. They cast it to get them back they cast faster. It to get him back faster. Yeah. They were, tr- they were like, we're trying to hurry him up. So like Draco Snape, says. Snape wasn't there when that remember they had to go Correct. and get snape yeah 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 because he wasn't there at the start of all this business and then he you know knocks out flitwick and whatnot 
Um, so Irvin's book on Dumbledore. This is in the Half-Blood Prince section. And he talks about the different plans uh, that Dumbledore has for the outcome, basically, of the rest of this series and like the rest of like the Horcrux hunt, et cetera, et cetera. So plan A is the Horcruxes. Um, we begin with the most straightforward plans, getting rid of the Horcruxes, including a sacrifice on Harry's part and defeating Voldemort. Note that these plans are probably all formed during the beginning of Half-Blood Prince. As soon as Dumbledore is aware, he will not live to see the end of the war play out. After evaluating all of his options, Dumbledore comes up with a plan and a backup plan, both of which rely exclusively on two individuals, Harry and Snape. So this is why he is so insistent as soon as they arrive in Hogsmeade that he needs Snape now because he realizes what is happening with this potion and he needs to get these steps to play out the way that they need to in order for this to work his way. So plan A is seven steps, funny enough. So one, Snape becomes master of the Elder Wand upon killing (laughs) Dumbledore. Now, there was not meant to be any sort of fight. It was going to be complete just like... I'm in pain. I can't do this any longer. You are taking... Unalive me. Yeah. The rights of the Elder Wand. Right. Two, Harry destroys all the remaining Horcruxes, the Locket, Cup, Nagini, and an unknown Horcrux of Ravenclaws. Harry, three, Harry is alerted to the fact that his scar is a Horcrux. Four, Her- Harry sacrifices himself to destroy the, quote, scar crux. Five, Harry's willing sacrifice imbues the wizarding world with the same protection that Harry got from Lily's sacrifice, ensuring that Voldemort cannot hurt them anymore. Six, because Harry is tethered to life by Voldemort, he should theoretically not die when Voldemort tries to kill him. And seven, Harry comes back to life and proceeds to defeat Voldemort. So. These all happen within, like, aside from two. These all happen within, like, the last few pages of seven anyway. Yes. Right. Um, so plan B this this plan is concerned with the eventuality of Harry dying by Voldemort's hand. Let us assume the first five steps in plan A occurred exactly as they would otherwise. Um, starting with step five, this plan diverges from plan A. So six, Voldemort succeeds in killing Harry. And then seven, thanks to the protection from Harry's sacrifice and the fact that Voldemort now mortal, Voldemort's now mortal, another reasonably talented wizard should be able to kill Voldemort. And ideal eight, ideally, Snape uses the Elder Wand to defeat Voldemort, thereby clearing his name. Um he did not take into account Draco disarming him. No. That was a complete wrench in the plans. Yeah. And not only that, also a complete just by chance thing that Harry ever even got the Elder Wand in his possession or ownership of the Elder Wand. Well, it's also his fault that he got captured because he said Voldemort's name. Correct. Um, And they got taken to Malfoy Manor. So it's like, I mean, I don't care that they seem very coincidental. That's how it's written. And it works out. So it says, (laughs) yeah, it says that, um, 
This is why Dumbledore <laughs> focuses all his plans across the years on Harry being the one to defeat Voldemort, because the prophecy said Harry is capable of doing so. This is also why Dumbledore puts so much effort into Harry's willing sacrifice. It's the only scenario in which Harry dies, but still vanquishes the Dark Lord by breaking his power. Dumbledore must have prepared people for this eventuality, no doubt by telling the most powerful people of his allies, like possibly McGonagall and Kingsley, something along the lines of, Harry will be the one to defeat Voldemort. However, should Harry die, it falls to you to kill Voldemort. At the very least, Dumbledore told Snape this, and he ensured Snape should be well equipped to kill Voldemort by making Snape the master of the Elder Wand. So in Deathly Hallows, Harry asks Dumbledore, you meant Snape to end up with the Elder Wand, didn't you? I admit that was my intention, said Dumbledore. So this is the first change of plans Dumbledore has regarding the Elder Wand, given that Dumbledore originally meant to die without having the power of the Elder Wand transfer to anyone else. But desperate times call for desperate measures, and Dumbledore not living to see the conclusion of the Voldemort War certainly qualifies. Mm-hmm. This is the first change of plans made in the beginning of Half-Blood Prince, but it will not be the last. Yeah. There's literally so much here. Like <sighs> I, I forgot could go that on. this book is so good. <laughs> I uh, go on I... for so long. He has such um, good insights. But it's so, so good. And, and it says the plan for Snape to master the Elder Wand shows just how much faith Dumbledore has in him. He, assent, mm-hmm. he assent, essentially, wow, that was a bad stutter. No, you're fine. Paints a bullseye on Snape's back when he conceives of this plan. Dumbledore says he knew Voldemort would go after the Elder Wand as soon as he realized a borrowed wand would not work against Harry's. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I love it. So that's the first wrench, though, is that Draco's gonna Disarm take him. that part of the plan, in which yeah. case, um, you know, having somebody trust not having somebody trustworthy or that is aware of the plan, uh, now no longer will have access to the Elder Wand to potentially defeat him. <clears throat> I mean, obviously Draco doesn't know what he did. He doesn't know what he has. Um, And the only reason that it even works on Dumbledore is because Dumbledore (laughs) takes that split second to freeze Harry to protect him. Correct. Mm -hmm. Which is just. So that was the sacrifice. He's like, I'm going to give up the Elder Wand sacrifice to make sure that Harry doesn't get killed right here because he could have. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. There's just so much. (laughs) It's a lot. Uh, where were we? Uh, talking about the dark marks. So we um, we know that this is the symbol of Lord Voldemort and his Death Eaters. It refers um, both to a magically induced like brand that they have on their left arms, on their inner left forearm specifically. Um, and it's the same symbol that is in the sky by the spell Morse Mordre. Um... Dark marking the so, sky. Yeah. Oh mm. my god. You know how I feel. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Take a look. I needed to laugh. <laughs> it's in this book. <laughs> there are no rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we do find out that luckily for them, it had appeared only minutes ago. So it hasn't been up for too long. Whatever is happening hasn't 
Theoretically, I mean, the whole thing could be said and done and everybody could be perished and then they could throw it in the air. But um, yeah, Dumbledore tells her that they need to return to the castle at once. And he's up and he's staggering a little bit, but he has found some strength. And I think this is purely from adrenaline and the need yeah. to get a couple of more things done before he's dead himself. Truly, like, truly, I believe that he's um, there's. <sighs> There's like actually like a medical thing that can happen before somebody dies that like they get this burst of like energy health or and health yeah. and then it just kind of comes crashing down again. I shout out to Grey's Anatomy that they talked that about real? it on there and there was an episode about real. it, but it <laughs> is real. Hmm. So I kind of wonder too if this can could we find be, that. Can yeah, they call it the or... surge. Oh, um, so I don't know. Maybe this is something like that too, where it, like he's maybe surge. Yeah, all I can do is the drink. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, he seemed to Harry to be wholly in command of the situation. So that's yeah. something. Dumbledore then asks for brooms, and Rosmerta says that she has some that are um behind the bar. So Harry, being so good at summoning charms, says, Akio Rosmerta's brooms. Judy taught him that. Judy did. Shout out to Judy. (laughs) (laughs) The brooms come racing and stop, and they are just like hovering at waist height, waiting, uh, waiting to be used. So... (laughs) Sorry, I don't know what that was about. Dumbledore asks Rosmerta to send a message to the ministry because he's thinking if this just happened, maybe no one in the schools know no one in the school knows anything is wrong yet, or they don't know anything that may have happened. Um, so he wants to make sure that the ministry gets alerted, and then he asks Harry to put on his invisibility cloak. Um, Harry listens. Shockingly, I said. And mounts the broom, and then both Harry and Dumbledore kick off from the ground and sped off to the castle. This was just, like, so bizarre to me after seeing how, like, Harry had to literally, like, (coughs) dead weight pull Dumbledore up onto that boulder, apparate him. And now he's just, like, hopping on a broom and he's speeding off because he has so much adrenaline right now to, like, protect the school and finish business. Um, so yeah, I just thought that that was, it's just kind of like a funny sight for some reason also just like Dumbledore on a broom. So yeah, Harry was carefully watching Dumbledore though, because he like, I I mean, I think he really like wasn't believing that he was okay. (laughs) So he's like, I might need to catch him. Um, and the sight of the dark mark seemed to kick him into gear though. Uh, And this visual just made me chuckle. So it says he was bent low over his broom, his eyes fixed upon the mark, his long silver hair and beard flying behind him in the night air. I love that, but it's also so strange. Dumbledore on a broom. Right. I just he needs like (laughs) Quidditch goggles on or something. Yeah. Um, But at this moment, Harry is like fear is just like bubbling up in him like he is really scared as they head towards the mark and his first thoughts while he's flying towards the castle are Hermione Ron and Ginny Mm -hmm. he wondered if their luck had worn out yet how long had he been gone he doesn't even know 
was it one of them or another member of the DA that caused the mark to be set over the school? Like he's immediately already blaming himself because he told them to patrol. Mm-hmm. So I'm on patrol. <laughs> Harry hears Dumbledore <laughs> muttering in some strange language, which I was assuming was probably Latin. And Harry assumes that he's undoing the protections so that they can enter the castle faster, mm. which I kind of thought was a little bit weird. I was like, or is he putting more up? But like, I guess at this point they're already there. So I don't know. Um, um. But the dark mark is above the astronomy tower. So Harry is thinking, is that where the death occurred? And it says that Dumbledore had already crossed the crenellated <laughs> ramparts, which I had no idea what that meant. Thank you for looking that up because I read it and I was like, the what? WTF? So s- definition of crenellation <clears throat> is a rampart built around the top of a castle with regular gaps for firing arrows or guns. So it's like literally a little picture. Oops. Yeah. yeah, like if you picture like a, an old medieval castle and it has like the little rectangular things that go like all the way around it. I just want um, everybody to remember what I just said. They are the, the beep boops beep boop. at the top of castles. Beep boops. That's so their purpose an official term. Was for defensive purposes. Like that's why the holes are there for like people to be able to like shoot down on people advancing on the castle. Maybe we use these later. Like next year, around this time. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, There was no one up here, though, and there was no sign of a struggle. There was just nothing. And Harry asks what this means, and Dumbledore tells him to just go and wake Severus. Tell him what's happened. Bring him to me. Do nothing else. Speak to nobody else. And do not remove your cloak. I shall wait here. Does anybody else think that maybe, maybe... When he sent Harry to get ready to leave and he's staring out at this, this sunset. Could you send a Patronus to Severus saying, hey, keep an eye on Malfoy because Harry confirmed the whooping? I don't know. Just a thought. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's just a thought. (laughs) (sighs) You know. We got a little you know, flighty bird that can go around telling stories, so why not? I also thought, why couldn't he just send a Patronus right now? But I guess maybe maybe they are seen. Like, maybe you can literally see them traveling, so he didn't want anybody to see it. Yeah. Or he just wanted Harry out of the tower. I did mean before they left. I'm sorry if there was confusion. I meant before they left to go on their Horcrux hunting adventure at the lake. Should have sent um, some sort of message, even if it's, I don't know, by portrait. Can we do that? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm jealous. I do kind of think that he was maybe just trying to get Harry out of the tower. Yeah, but what? Yeah, but tonight. What? I mean, like right now, like when they arrive. Oh, right now. Like, could he not have at this moment, not before, like right now, also just sent a Patronus and been like, hey, I'm in the astronomy tower. I need you now. You know, like I'm not sure what his plan was at the moment, to be honest. If he's sending Harry away, where what are you doing? Where are you going in this state? Are you staying here or like like what was his plan there? 
Because these met, I mean, they have no chance to do anything. Yeah. So it's kind of, I don't know what his plan would have been. Yeah. In the state that he was in. Um, so Harry tries to argue again, and Dumbledore reminds him quickly, you swore to obey me, Harry, go. However, mm-hmm. he goes to the door, and his hand is, like, literally on the latch, and he hears footsteps. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so whoever it was burst out and said Expelliarmus. However, as he said Expelliarmus... Harry became instantly rigid and felt himself fall back against the tower wall. He describes it as like a statue that is just like teetering. And he really like he can't talk. He can't move. He can't blink. So, and I want that. I want you to remember that. Yeah. Um, Later on, because I'll talk about it later when Dumbledore is like, in the full midst of his conversation with, with Draco. Cause it's important. So he was confused as to how it happened because obviously he and we know Expelliarmus is not a freezing charm. However, Dumbledore's wand does fly in an arc over the edge of the ramparts. And that is when Harry understood that Dumbledore had used nonverbal magic. So, um, his wand just went soaring, like, pew. yeah, it just kind of flew yeah. off the tower. Jeez. Okay. So Dumbledore didn't even look like panicked or distressed, but he just looked at his disarmor, who at this moment in time, Harry still doesn't see, and said, Good evening, Draco. <gasps> and, you know, Wait. Harry was right. <clears throat> you said. So the elder wand is like, so Snape picks this up on his way out. Well, the wand gets buried with Dumbledore. So oh, they duh. must find it at the I'm end, at the bottom. A, an idiot. I am such an idiot. <laughs> what the f- So Snape just goes and scoops up the wand. He yeah, just takes it. I lost my mind for a hot second. Eileen <laughs> <laughs> Prince strikes again. Oh. <laughs> I think that Regulus died. Voldemort murdered him directly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I hate man. myself sometimes. Um, mm. So Harry was right. Draco <laughs> I, was in on this. I'm so stupid for a second. <laughs> what? I just feel so dumb. <laughs> oh, uh, sometimes you get real caught up in the details and then you forget them. Yes. yes. <laughs> because Megan knew who Eileen Prince was. Mm-hmm. 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 I know that Voldemort takes uh, the Elder Wand out of the grave. I ain't no fool. I just don't know things sometimes. If you ever forget again, just remember that Voldemort did the original YouTube unboxing. What? He unboxed the tomb. Oh, <laughs> unboxing. You, <laughs> ma'am. Um, so I'm just saying this is quite... Is the perceptive the right word of Draco? He notices the second broom and immediately says, who else is here? Yeah, for real. Well, yeah real especially because like he's got to be 
he's got it first i think he had like an adrenaline rush because it it worked right like we know that just that happened god knows how yes yeah god knows how many hours like i have no idea what time it is now compared to when they left but Mm. if he has to wake up snape like it's gotta be like middle of the night or something i don't know so he's gotta have an adrenaline rush from like being excited of completing a task that he had planned also like complete fear because like this is all happening now and we know that he's really not a baddie mm-hmm. it's got to be just like a crazy roller coaster meg uh tiffany meg would like you to see what she's doing on the cam <laughs> ma'am this is a podcast <laughs> okay so Malfoy says, who else is here? And Dumbledore says, a question I might ask you, or are you acting alone? No surprise. We know that Dumbledore knew that Malfoy was doing this, just didn't know how. And Malfoy says, no, I have backup. And this is like, oh, this line just makes me really uncomfortable. He says, Mm -hmm. there are Death Eaters here in your school tonight. And it's just like, that is not something that's supposed to happen at Hogwarts. That's also a, like... I don't know. I feel like that's such a pointed bullying thing to say. Yeah. yeah. He's really trying to dig in. You know what I mean? He really does too, which w- you'll see in just a short second. Mm. Um, the way Dumbledore's talking to him is like almost like they're discussing a school project. Like he's not surprised or anything. <sighs> mm-hmm. He just says, well, well, very good indeed. You found a way to let them in. Did you? Malfoy's panting and again he's like this is him rubbing in he says yeah right under your nose and you never realized why do you want to learn a new language where would you use it how would it come in handy maybe you have an upcoming international trip maybe you want to connect with family and friends learn about a new culture want to understand certain pop culture things well Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline, and it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And Dumbledore says, yeah, that's pretty ingenious, but where are they now? It doesn't seem like you have any support. So Malfoy tells him the Death Eaters met some of your guards, which we come to know is the order that (coughs) Dumbledore has stationed there because he ain't no dummy. (coughs) And Malfoy says, I came on ahead. I've got a job to do. So he, we already know he's nervous. And Dumbledore says, well, then you must get on and do it, my dear boy. Which is like... Malfoy can't have been expecting that. Quite unnerving, I would think. Yes. He cannot was definitely on purpose. Well, he knows that I mean, if he was gonna do it, he he would have made more of an effort later on. I really like what um Irvin says in this um in this book, but he he says It's page 120 of the paperback. He says, both teenage boys would receive a crucial bit of assistance from Severus Snape. Yet while Dumbledore had complete faith in Harry succeeding, he did not have as high an opinion of Draco Malfoy. And where did that get us? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Foolish. That was foolish. Absolutely foolish. Yeah. So Dumbledore Mm -hmm. says, you go ahead, do it. And there's just silence. And here's Harry standing there. He's frozen. He has no choice but to watch them. Just like, um, I almost called you Dumbledore, Tiffany. <laughs> I Just am. as Thank Tiffany you. pointed out, like, he can't even blink. He is stuck mm-hmm. watching this. Dumbledore, he's smiling. He tells, he says, Draco, you are not a killer. And immediately no. Draco's like, how do you know? And Harry thinks to himself, Draco seems to realize how childish that sounds. Absolutely. Because he can see him blush even mm. in the green light of the giant dark mark. Yep. He's like, you mm. don't know what I'm capable of. You don't know what I've done. And Dumbledore's like, actually, I do. I know that you almost killed Katie Bell. I know you almost killed Ron Weasley. You've been trying to kill me all year. Quote, forgive me, Draco, but they have been feeble attempts. So feeble, to be honest, that I wonder whether your heart has really been in it. And Malfoy is mad. He's like, mm-hmm. it has been in it. I've been working on it all year. 
And then he stops because there's this muffled yell in the background. Mm-hmm. So Dumbledore tries to keep him talking. He wants to know how he managed to get the Death Eaters into school because he says, which I admit, I thought impossible. So he knew this whole time that Draco was planning to kill him. Knows Draco isn't a killer. And yet I don't know if he ever anticipated quite this. Well, no, I think is- he's—I think he's feeling pretty smug, if you will. Not necessarily in this moment, but in regards to the whole plan for Draco and the whole unbreakable vowel, because, um, not to say that you can't misjudge people. Absolutely, you can. But I think he really, really knows and feels that Malfoy is not going to do this. And yeah. he knows that none of the other Death Eaters are allowed. And then he knows <laughs> what Snape's role is in this. And he already has his plan with it. So he's like, he's chilling. But in the process of your chilling, sir, people are getting hurt and maimed and dang near killed so like i don't know there's not enough urgency for me i love you dumbledore but we need a little we need a sense of urgency knees to chest let's go aubrey brought up a good point that he also may be stalling to make sure that snake can get there well he's also and i bring this up later on oh look at bb tom (laughs) oh tom felton in the chat little bb tom um i also think and hear me out. And I bring this up later and I'll bring it up again when we come to that. Um, but in this stalling for Snape to realize what's happening, which clearly it does happen. Um, he's also validating Harry because Harry now knows that his suspicions were true and Harry is getting the story filled in for him. So, he's getting more information about what has been going on with death eaters that Dumbledore pretty much knows by this point, he's not going to have time to fill in later on. True. So it like works on a lot of different levels, which is convenient, but I like it. Oh, let me say something because some people get down about books because they're like, well, that's convenient. Duh, that's the story. Some things (laughs) just are convenient. It's in the script. You know what I mean? Like when movies like, oh, that's too easy. But like, I like the way around, though. You know what I mean? Like just because it feels like it lands happy in your lap like a purring cat in Hogwarts Legacy doesn't mean that it's not great. It's like when Jacob imprints on Renezme and everything makes sense between them all. Please turn your mic off and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Shaija says, ew. <laughs> Katie, no. <laughs> it's all tied up neat with a bow. Yeah. Okay. So Nikki in our chat says, when you look back at things that worked out in your life, there are always convenient things. Can I get an amen? Because absolutely, that is true. Like that is true. Yeah. It is. It when is. You're, when you're in the thick of it, you don't you know the always see it that way. Jinx, you into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> and when you look back, you go, "Oh, if that didn't happen, then I wouldn't have gotten to this." And blah blah. It's blah, all blah, a great blah. plan, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I love it. 
Um, there's a country song that says, um, sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. The things that I prayed for in my youth that I did not get and the life that I have now. Yes. Like I am so glad that I did not get the things that I prayed for back then. You know what I mean? Like your life works out in certain ways. Um, right. And, I know what you and, mean. Yeah. And I absolutely, now whether you believe that's God or the universe or, or whatever, I mean, that's up to you, but like either way you want to swing it. It just, it's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. Let's talk about not beautiful stuff. Cause now we're getting sad. Oh Jesus. It's your fault. So, You're reading it. This is you. So, <laughs> <laughs> Malfoy seems as paralyzed as Harry. He's not talking. But Dumbledore keeps pressing on. And he's like, perhaps you should just get on with the job alone. What if your backup gets taken down by the order? And he does call out. He's like, I'm sure by now you know that the Order of the Phoenix is here. And he says, after all, you don't need help. I don't have my wand. I can't defend myself. And Malfoy's still just staring at him. So Dumbledore says, I see you are afraid to act until they join you. And Malfoy's still trying to act tough. Or maybe he's also trying to convince himself that he's not scared. He says, I'm not afraid. It's you who should be scared. I know you are, but what am I? (laughs) I'm rubber in you. Um... So Dumbledore goes, but why? I don't think you will kill me, Drago. Killing is not nearly as easy as the innocent believe. Mm. And then he asks again, how did you smuggle the Death Eaters in here? And Malfoy, according to Harry, Malfoy looks like he either is trying not to shout or he's trying not to vomit. It's probably both, I think. I think he's really fighting with himself right now. It's like, do I do this path that I think thought I was destined to this whole time and I'm supposed to look up to my dad who is a death eater and blah 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 and whatever crap he fed me throughout my life or am I supposed to go the path that I actually feel is right because I don't think I'm a bad person I don't think this is actually what I want but I'm here now and if I don't do this I'm probably gonna die it's such a conflict yeah it's terrible it's absolutely terrible hard place right yeah Mia Dumble, if you're gonna talk about it, be about it. Okay. <laughs> what is that? Speak up. <laughs> uh, so Malfoy gulps, takes Gulp? several breaths. He's looking at Dumbledore. <laughs> his wand is pointed right at his heart. Mm. And it's like he can't help himself when he tells Dumbledore what he did and how he mended the broken vanishing cabinet. And it was the one that Montague got lost in last year. And this kind of all washes over Dumbledore. Like I bet it's like a light bulb just goes off and everything sort of makes sense. And he goes, that was clever. There's Mm -hmm. a pair. I take it. And that's Mm -hmm. all we get to find out today. I Mm. want, I want to draw attention to what you just said. Um, that the fact that Malfoy um, kind of like couldn't help but tell this story, right? And feel proud mm-hmm. of himself. Who is Dumbledore in this situation, right? He, from day one at Hogwarts, tried to be someone, right? 
Malfoy, that is. He tried to be um, like looked at and admired by teachers. He wanted that feeling. He got it from Snape. Um, but I, I think he really genuinely wanted to be noticed by Dumbledore. And the fact that he is telling him this story like this in this situation shows you just how starved Malfoy is for this kind of um, praise and um, recognition and to be seen. And it is exceptionally sad because at the end of the day, Draco is this boy who needed to be loved. And he seemingly had it from the outside view, but he definitely didn't have it from Lucius and he had it in a very bizarre way from his mom. I think it gets a little bit better over time. However, they don't really change Draco's parents. We see that in Cursed Child. They're still Mm -hmm. very racist and awful. Mm -hmm. Um, But his, his parents did try and re-enter the castle to get him out. Obviously, his mom pulled the biggest lie ever to try and get to her son. So that is showing love. But he did not have it in the correct way in this series at all. She was still too wrapped up. Like, yeah, obviously we do see some sort of a redemption arc, but it's a very selfish redemption arc. Yes, um, it's very Slytherin, if you will, self-preserving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like at the like when you think about Slytherin's beings with self-preservation, there's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself. Truly, there's no. not. I mean, no, no. And, and you can write it any which way you want. But like just because other people are willing to give everything doesn't mean that that's the only way to go about your life. So I'll just put that out there. Sometimes. Um, yeah. Sometimes yeah. I wish I gave less. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you sometimes know, truly. it's not good if you don't know how to take care of you and your own yes when you're constantly giving to other people on the outside yes. like too much of anything is not a good thing we'll say that you know what i mean you have to have that balance but that's why we work so well together Meg. but truly there was nothing wrong <laughs> there <laughs> this is so bad but there was nothing wrong with Narcissa and and Lucius doing what they did in that wartime situation. Did they mess up entirely for almost their entire existence? Absolutely. Um, but trying to get their son out of a, uh, out of a battle, you can't fault them for any of that. Mm -mm, Right. No. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think that that's, it's exceptionally sad and, and you need to look at that when, when you're reading that even just, the next few sentences where he's talking about what he did and he kind of puffs up um, and feels proud of himself when he's like, he's getting praise in this weird situation from him and it's boosting him up and it does make him think. Yep. Yep. This chapter. Yeah. It's got a lot of layers to it. As far as Draco goes, it's It's an onion. Really interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yon yon. It's on yon. Anyong. It is interesting. Anybody for Arrested Development? Are we going to get any I of those? I still in the haven't chat? watched it. Since the f- three days ago that we talked about it. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh 
man. You finished it all. <laughs> Can I read a little bit? Did you read from page uh, 120 of Irvin's book? I think you started at 121. I think I started at 121, yeah. There's a great little paragraph here because it's what we talked about all the time. Granted, you have to take everything with a grain of salt because this is speculation and adventure that we're going into here. But Irvin says, Dumbledore seemingly staked stacked excuse me stacked all his chips on that final horcrux lesson with harry since presumably that's when he would have told harry about gryffindor's sword being an ideal tool for destroying horcruxes mm. however since he doesn't get to it's only sheer dumb luck oh i'm sorry sheer dumb luck that <laughs> saves dumbledore's plans from going up in flames harry gets the sword because phineas nigellus overhears where the trio is camping through his portrait allowing snape to go and deliver the sword it all worked out in the end, but it would have been much more sensible to tell Harry during one of their Horcrux lessons. By the way, if I should kick the bucket, grab Gryffindor's sword from my office <laughs> right away. I suppose no <laughs> one's planning is perfect. I and also I, wonder. That's so well written. Well written? Oh, my Lord. Well <laughs> written. Um, <laughs> so that is de that's definitely another one of the things that goes completely derailed from the plan. You yes. know, like he doesn't get mm -hmm. to give that information. And like, thank God Hermione even has that portrait. You know, thank God like, Hermione also thinks to get these books out of his office before truly. they leave. Because and that's how they find out how to destroy and make that connection with the sword. Yeah. Yep. I'm sorry. Why does my watch do that every single time? <laughs> what are you sorry for, honey? <laughs> oh, sh so my watch heard because that's how they find out how to destroy and make that connection with the sword. So my watch said, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> She's sad of what you have to mentally deal with right now. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So that's. That's an awful lot. I mean, I, you know what? I feel a little bit foolish for not going through and annotating Irvin's book relating to these chapters. But alas, this is only part one be, of this chapter, so we can go back. Yeah, I was going to say, it. that could also be like an entirely different episode on its own if we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> like, these later after we finish this whole book series. What? That's yeah. never going to happen. Yeah. Not happen. <laughs> yeah. We will definitely be reading our friends' books on here chapter by chapter. Um, um, Lori all Kim, right, should we do some lightning bolt? Two? Let's do... Yeah. It's been a minute since we've done some of these. I know. It's been broken. So whoever fixed it, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Prefect friends. Um, the first question comes from Shy. <laughs> Do you mm. think that the Horcrux affected Creature when he had it in book five? Ayo. Mm. Wait, wait, no. wait, mm. wait. Mm. Umbridge can wear it and have no effect. So I kind of... She's well, like evil. Am I saying Creature's evil, though? Am I saying Creature's evil, though? Creature does get... get he, no. He, yeah, they true. find it... They But they find it in a drawer, and then he hides it in his little cubby. Maybe it gives him, like, some so He's anxiety. not actually wearing it. Yeah, that's true. But it is near him. But I guess it doesn't affect the other members of the trio if they're not wearing it. True. So right. I think he was just crotchety and yeah. um, a product of crotchety. his. That's 
it's a perfect word for him. <laughs> and, the, and a product of his mistress. So He's just a little prickly. I mean, that's what he was. I don't. I don't know if raised is the right word, but t- taught to say and think and feel. <sighs> this is a good question. This is from Mikey. Hmm. I think it's actually just supposed to be Mike, but he changed out. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, this is good. Do you think that Dumbledore <laughs> underestimated Draco or overestimated how well Snape would be able to keep an eye on him? I think it was Un- underestimated underestimated Draco. Draco. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Um, let's just do one more. Okay, Mia. What are we going to do tonight as self-care to bring the happy chemicals back after a sad chapter? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think I might eat a Mickey Rice Krispie Treat. Do I... Eat an ice cream sandwich. And I might try to read a little bit before i go to bed I meg's gonna do work, 10 minutes of a book and 10 minutes of video games so that she can say that she did <laughs> read and play video games tonight uh, oh i really want to download disney dreamlight valley i know <laughs> i know which one are you gonna get what do you mean um there's like a oh different editions yeah there's this one edition that gives you a fox friend and that's pretty cool but i think it's the ultimate edition i don't know how much of a difference that is for price (laughs) hmm yeah i don't know all right kate do you want to give us a fan story yeah okay this fan story comes from other katie from june of 2021 (laughs) hi other katie (laughs) dear tiffany megan Katie and Sarah. My name is Katie and my Hogwarts house is Hufflepuff. Must be a Katie thing. Woo, woo, woo! My wand is cedarwood with a phoenix feather core, 13 and three quarter inches and pliant flexibility. Sorry, my mouth isn't working. And my Patronus is a basset hound, which I love because I am a fan of all quality pooches. I've been caught up since January 2021. It's now June 2021. And listening to you guys weekly, or sometimes I'll hold out a week just so I can binge a couple episodes in a row. I've also been listening to all the Felix files, which I am loving. I sent my original story about a year ago when I first started listening. I honestly can't believe it hasn't been longer. I feel like I've been telling people about you all for years. It's been my guilty <laughs> pleasure, and I love every time I get the chance to listen. I've always been a powdered nerd, but listening to you all has taken my nerdiness to the next level. I love all the connections you put together and how you dive into the deep and sweaty details. It's a joy to listen to and I can't get enough. I was only one when the first book came out, so I only remember actually buying the last few books. The first books were all hand-me-downs from my sister and I swiftly claimed them as my own once I was old enough to read and watch them all. I honestly don't remember a time not loving the whole Potter world and I always dreamed of going to Hogwarts. I specifically remember going to see Order of the Phoenix with my friends at the cinema and them jumping up and jumping up at the end of the movie and imitating Umbridge spraying the cross on Hagrid's door so furiously that they fell on into the front screen. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> oh, that's oh my gosh. I found your podcast when I was working at a job that was not great. It had a 
It had a massive toll on my mental health and it was hard to walk into the office every day. In comes Swish and Flick. I knew I needed Harry Potter in my life again and it's not very subtle watching the movies on your phone without sneaking peeks. So I started looking for the audiobooks, then podcasts, and I knew as soon as I heard your introduction, it was exactly what I needed, and I haven't looked back since. I'm very, very pleased to say that I've since gotten a new job in a much better place, and I'm so happy to be here and actually have people to talk to and work I enjoy. Thank you for getting me through the dark days. You honestly made a world of difference, and I was glad I found you when I did so I could binge multiple episodes to make the day go faster. Thank you for everything you do. You're all so great to listen to and have the kindest souls. Us Swishers are so lucky to have you all. And I'm so, so grateful for all the time and effort you put into the podcast. I love being able to immerse myself into the wizarding world. And it really does feel like home. Love, Hmm. Katie. P.S. When the world is back to normal and we can travel freely again. You've always got a tour guide here in Melbourne, Australia. (laughs) I love that. Other Katie, I no. love this. You have said the sweetest things to me and made me feel so much better after this sad episode. Yes. You're amazing. And I also really love hearing that there are people out there who don't know a world without Potter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's so cool because yeah. I do remember a time when it didn't exist. It's not long, but I remember it. Dark you times, know? Katie. Dark yeah, times. Dark. <laughs> These are dark times. There is no denying. <laughs> I, I don't know why, that. but I love how he says that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's no denying. <laughs> I remember when that trailer oh, first God. came out. That it was, was just the, yeah. It was just like a really close up of him, and everyone was like, "Is that serious?" They were it, like, "Who is all, that?" They're all so confused. Read a book, man. <laughs> <laughs> read a book, um, man. <laughs> hey, man. Read, read a book, man. <laughs> oh, Bart would never say that. <laughs> that's true. That, that's what makes it funny. <laughs> I can't do Lisa's voice. Oh, um, but honestly, like I, I don't know. When you guys tell us like we have kind souls and that people are lucky to listen to Emma's just feel so grateful for that. It's like, thank you so much. Cause sometimes Honestly. I'm like, we are off our rockers sometimes. And you guys Truly. just keep listening. <laughs> so which we which, appreciate. And that must mean you're a little weird too. <laughs> right? No, if it's nice to world find a little more weird. Yes. Awesome. It's That's also nice to on... find your people. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have found our people. Ugh. It's nice to what? What were you going to say? We were talking at the same time. Oh, I said <laughs> that's the goal of both of our podcasts. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. What, to make the world a little more weird? Yeah. Yeah, that other one does a real good job with that. Uh, ooh. <laughs> Something happens when we push record on that one. <laughs> I, it's Yeah, unhinged. <laughs> Uh, is the best for that. If you don't know what we're talking about, we have another podcast called A Court of Swish and Flick. It is absolutely 100% not for children. Do not play that near children. Don't, I mean, it, don't it even might have even your be, headphones too loud near children. Might be questionable for a lot of folks, um, but it is an adult 18 plus podcast that we read, reread the A Court of Thorns and Roses um, book series. We are on book one still. Um, don't listen if you haven't read all of them in that series because we will spoil everything for you in that pilot. Um, 
But yep, yep. But we only spoil things in Akatar. Right we yes. are still not spoiling other yeah. SJM projects. There, there are like a couple episodes. TOG mm-hmm. spoiler in the pilot. There's oh, a pilot. There, yeah. There oh, is, there is actually. Never mind. Don't listen in to the pilot if you haven't read Throne of Glass series. Um, but we have specific episodes where we do recaps of Crescent City, which mm-hmm. is another Sarah J. Mass podcast. Quite but obviously those are, named. Right. Yeah. They're specific. <laughs> um, so having said that, if you feel like you want to read a new book series, go out and hit it up. It is large and in charge. It is adult. Um, and have a good time. Cause I I have love those time. books. Have a good time. But yeah. So, do you have a joke? Because this was a sad one. I do. I looked She's up a Dumbledore it. joke in my book. Aww. This comes from Great Guffaws for Gryffindor. Oh me! Did you hear the Hogwarts headmaster is a talented percussionist? <gasps> they used to call him Drumbledore. <laughs> Drumbledore. Yes. Drumbledore. I could see him hitting a hi hat, you know? Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. On that note, if you want more of that, you can follow us on social media. <laughs> Myself and Katie are on Instagram and TikTok at the Teachers Family, and Tiffany is on Instagram and TikTok at Tiff Swish underscore flick. Mm. Tiff, what you been doing? Um, I don't remember the past weeks, but recently I have, um, I've been mood reading like no other. I have a couple hours left in Percy Jackson, Lightning Thief. I Are you liking it better now that you're a little more into it? Yes, it was very kid for me at first. And then I yeah. had to be like, all right, well, so is Harry Potter. So figure out your yeah. life. I do want to know. I would have truly do- loved Percy Jackson if, I mean, I still really enjoyed it, but I yeah. would have been all over it had I read it when I was like 12. Yeah. I don't know for why sure. I didn't. Mm, I didn't know Harry it Potter. existed. Very busy with Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know, though, if people in the chat have read that book series, does it age like Harry Potter ages where it gets more, I, I think, you so. know? And not so kiddish. As it goes. Yeah, I think so. Percy Jackson is okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, ah, so. ooh, that makes my heart happy. Okay. I was wondering that today, actually. And I was like, yeah. I wonder when this is going to get less I actually think I'm going to start the second one soon. Do it up, girl. It's kind of... Well, I can talk about this when it's my turn. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> whatever. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I... I've, okay. I've been reading The Witch's Blade... But I'm kind of like a smidge bored. So I got really inspired because my friend Carrie, who wasn't <laughs> the same Carrie as this earlier in the episode, um, so my real friend Carrie <laughs> finished reading Crescent City 2. And then I was like, I need to reread it, which I probably should read the original Crescent City again. But I like I want to read the other one first. I don't know. why. I mean, you do you. I know. So I'm mood there reading. There ain't no rules here. <laughs> yeah. I do what I want. So I'm rereading that on my Kindle. Obviously reading Tom Felton's book for the Felix Files. If you don't know what we're doing with Felix Files, um, we're doing a book club within a book club with the Felix Files. Um, Dude, for the we're next all couple unhinged of months. with our books. 
it's it's madness. Um, but we're exactly. we're reading his book and talking about the chapters, <laughs> and it's really really cute. And we're recording it live on Discord when we do that. So if you want to be a patron and get the Felix Files, you should join on Patreon and read it with us. And I started playing Pokemon yesterday. Finally, Pokemon Violet. I love it. I absolutely love it. It makes me really really happy, and it's really cute. And then, Who'd you pick? yeah, who's your starter? Kitty cat. Yeah, Sprigatito. That one. Why not? <laughs> I don't know which one I want. You know which one. I feel like because you I want. don't like the combo of the last evolution with that yeah, one. Yeah, I feel that, but you can get, Are you gonna get a cute one. Fui Coco. <laughs> yeah, that one. The fire one? The, yeah. I usually start fire, but I didn't. Vinny, that is grounds for dismissal. Yeah, that's terrifying, Vinny. Thank you so much. I don't much like for the that. legs on that. Um, oh, like, I kind of like this guy. Yeah, Fui Coco's cute. You They're all cute. One. He's very derpy. You should pick that one. Yeah, I think I will. <gasps> um, so we did that. Working out. Same as always. What am I doing? I wanted to say something else. What did Pokemon. I want to say? Books. No. Yeah. Working no, out. I did, did that. I did that. Hmm. What was I going to say? <gasps> come back to you. No. Keep thinking about it. Mm. Keep thinking about it, but pay attention to what I'm saying. I cannot. <laughs> I tried a new Sour Patch Kid. Mm. That's oh. news. They have like Valentine's ones out and they're like much more sour than the original Sour Patches. And I think they're nice. better. They're little hearts. So go get Aww. those. Go get those. Okay, go ahead. Um, I am quite literally simultaneously reading approximately four books. Um, That's a lot. It makes me laugh. This is what I was going to say before. It makes me laugh that I'm like at the same time reading Percy Jackson as I am like Katie Robert smut that is like this really cool series that takes disney characters oh like i know what you're talking about the first one is jasmine it's and adult jafar don't <laughs> just this is, all, this is all regine's fault oh it's interesting um so yeah it's jasmine and jafar i've heard that that one is not the greatest but they definitely get better like there's one that is about herc meg and hades bless my soul <laughs> Her was on a roll. hercules um, hercules <laughs> i also i actually did finish the first percy jackson relatively recently i am in the middle I picked up, um, oh, hold on, let me pull up my Goodreads, because I just literally can never remember the titles of the books that I'm reading. I just know what they are. Um, I, I read that one book <laughs> with that one character. Yeah, I started the book before the coffee gets cold. Um, the coffee gets cold. It's interesting. So sad. it's about this cafe that you can go to where you can go back in time for as long as your coffee is warm. What? But then when your coffee gets cold, you come back to the present. Can you put it in different containers so that it stays warmer longer? Or does it have to be in a regular mug? Oh, that's a solid question. I think that it just has to be how they serve it to you. All right. I also started Astrid Parker Doesn't Fail on audio. 
Um, I really liked Delilah Green Doesn't Care. And I believe actually, I think I read that one physical, but Astrid Parker Doesn't Fail came available on Libby. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, the book series by Katie Robert that I'm reading is called Desperate Measures. Um, or wait, is that? No, it's called the Wicked Villains series. And the first book is called Desperate Measures. And it's the Jasmine and Jafar book. I'm also still <laughs> I, I'm I desperately want to keep up with Steph's Steph Rena Holmes. Mm. Um, SJM. Reread. No, she goes too fast. I'm still on Assassin's Blade. And she's behind in this podcast. So suck it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so I started the Assassin's Blade, but I haven't picked that up in a while, but I am in the middle of it. Um, I finished the book, A Merry Little Meet Cute, which was like a leftover Christmas book that I had started on Libby um, as an audiobook, And it was really cute. It was like pretty. It was more steamy than I thought it was going to be. Um, but I really like Julie Murphy. She is the author. Um, I like her plus size representation. The main character is plus size. And I just really enjoyed that book. Um, That's good. But other than that, I, I've started packing, which is you kind said of nuts. you like. Can I go back to that for a second? Yeah. About the representation. Um, yeah. It's not. OK. How is that? Like you liked that. It wasn't like a main like it. thing it was like, like you know what i mean it wasn't like it was just normally talked about right. it just was yes okay good that's yeah. what i was hoping for because i feel like we need that with a lot of things yeah. in I, media yeah. just normal it's normal julie murphy does a really good job of that I, she does that so this book was really good with it that was the merry little meat cute i've also read if the shoe fits by her which is a cinderella retelling which was actually published mm. through disney hyperion mm. um and that one was really really good again plus size rep representation she wrote the book dumplin which was turned into a movie um, oh okay yeah, so that is written by her. And then I think that there's one other one. I can't remember what it's called, but I really enjoy her books. So That's good. Good. She does well. Um, and yeah, I've started packing, which is crazy. But I feel like if I start now, it won't be as overwhelming for me. It started with us just getting rid of stuff. Um, and now I've packed up part of the kitchen um just kind of working my way through stuff i started packing away my starbucks mugs oh my god you do that to yourself i don't know where i'm gonna display these in our new apartment yeah uh, um but it's like all of the state and city mugs it's just like my thing that's like what i get whenever i go someplace that's the one thing that i like that i I'm focused on getting it's like my number one souvenir because I just think it's such a cool thing to have like a collection like that. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, it takes up a lot of <sighs> but it's space getting to be a yeah. lot. Yeah. I think now I, have, like, I know why people collect months. those little spoons from different <laughs> states. Right. <laughs> well, I was kind of thinking I was like, I should have done the mug ornaments because it's not uh, like I even I do the ornaments. Yeah. Drink out of these. It's literally just for display. You so like had, had a whole destination tree. Had I done yeah. the little ornaments, I, not even to use them as ornaments, but just to like display them that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I started doing magnets, but then I've felt i've noticed 
I get anxiety when my fridge has too much on it. Mm. And um, clutter gives me anxiety, which is definitely I'm starting to realize that. And it is trying. I'm trying and I'm, st- I'm trying to get rid of some stuff so that I can have less clutter in my life. And magnets was um, one of the first things I noticed as soon as I took all the magnets off the fridge. That was one of the first things <laughs> I packed away. I kind of like just like felt this sense of relief that the fridge was empty um so yeah i don't know i was like i think i want to put some magnets on like our dishwasher but i want to keep it super minimal like maybe just some of our favorites maybe i just Mm -hmm. stick to getting magnets at disney or like i don't know so we're gonna have to figure that out but anyway that's where i'm at kate what have you been doing yeah kate um i'm prepping for my next race weekend (gasps) you know i didn't say a big thing what I am I I <laughs> yes you do need to talk about the fundraising for oh, yeah. the Princess 5K at Disney for American Cancer Society again. Meg's um, got the bug. I'm doing the 5K actually at Disney. It's literally the day before we move, so I'm insane. Yep. Um, and I also signed up for the virtual Princess Challenge. What is it called? The Fairy Tale Challenge. Fairy tale um, which is a 10k and a half marathon and hear me out I realize that when you sign up for these virtual things like most people like to do them on the actual race weekend that they're happening which is in February I am not going to be ready to do a half marathon in February um, but I want to um, so I am going to aim to run it slash run walk it in April or May um, that's my goal because I I would really love sometime in the future to do the coast to coast challenge where you do a half marathon at Walt Disney World and a half marathon at Disneyland. Um, So, yeah, I signed up for my first half marathon, though it is virtual because I was very nervous about signing up for a half marathon actually at Disney so that I don't have to worry about my first time. My first time doing it, I don't have to worry about timing and uh, being swept and all of that jazz and I don't have to stick to the 16 minute mile I can go a little slower yeah so yeah I'm excited but I am fundraising and I only have until February 14th so I actually don't even know if this is going to come out in time it should um, but we'll put the link in here uh, for the fundraising page and I have to raise $550 by February 14th for American Cancer Society so I'm so proud of you. Thanks. It is amazing. I, I've honestly, been kind of. Mm, you should I've do been, it. No, first of all, a 5K. <laughs> do a five k. There's only so fun. if I do it virtual with you. Okay, I'll do it. Okay, they um, usually have a virtual series in the summer. We can look into it because we could go to the Metro Park and do it together. Yeah. Um, I've been waiting for you to do this, by the way. It was literally only a matter of time, and I knew you were going to do it. And do you know why I knew you were going to do it? Because you want those cute little blingy medals. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I know that Katie has no desire to ever run Princess Weekend, so I think that I've kind of decided that Princess Weekend is going to be my weekend. That's your thing. Because I hate getting double medals. I know that that's such a weird thing, but like I hate doing the same races that Katie does because like, what are we going to do with two medals? Like mm-hmm. we're, it's just seems silly. So like, I love the princess medals and the, they're just not Kate's thing. So I was like, well, we won't ever get double medals if I do princess weekend. Wait, I and have, I can spectate. 
so your princess weekend you're doing virtual right yes except the 5k i am actually doing the 5k there but the 10 and the half i'm doing virtual are you doing it all at once no okay i'm down to do it with you next year if you're not doing it all at once (laughs) but here's the thing what if like it can just be for the 5k we like do we dress up that'd be so fun because everybody always wears like tutus for the princess runs yeah they're so we should the 5k especially it has the greatest costumes oh yeah because people are like oh running in a costume for three miles that's fine katie can i get you into a tutu I would do that for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the stuff I wore from Marathon Weekend? Yeah, I requested I one of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're doing it next year together, and we're dressing up, and I'm we're stoked. probably going to be in Cleveland for it. I'm stoked. Unless, unless, unless we do a little trip. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. hey. There's nothing quite like a Walt Disney World marathon weekend. Nope. It's yeah, I need to experience it at least once. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. Perfect. Anyway, Katie, go for it. Okay. Next race weekend is springtime. That's in April. And then my next big goal is to do coast to coast because they brought it back so you can get a special medal because you do a half in world and a half at land. And I hope I can get in registration soon. So we'll see all fingers and toes crossed. We're going to have so many windows open on so <laughs> many devices, trying our best yeah, to get the best say, button line possible. Yeah. <sighs> um, but I think we'll be fundraising for at least one of those weekends, but I am also fundraising for springtime soon. So expect lots mm-hmm. of posts about that for me. <laughs> no, don't do anything for her yet. We have yeah, to help Meg first. Help <laughs> first. She needs it first. It's come out real fast. It was a very last minute bib. I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. And then shout out to Kyra, who is a part of American Cancer Society Team Determination. She reached out to me and was like, so I have a 5K bib. And I was like, ah, yes. I was very excited. Meg was so. fighting with it for forever. Like, should I do it? Should I do it? Should I do it? I was. So proud. Yes. Last thing I will say. <laughs> very proud of our youngest child because he (gasps) passed his last level of puppy school 100 both of us were like he's not gonna pass we're gonna give it a real good try showed up did the thing he's officially a licensed good boy it's like a legitimate test though it's the akc good citizen test yeah it's like you have to submit papers and you get like a tag like for actual it documentation through akc yeah he's, he's, he's a trained boy. boy and i was so proud he got a toy he got treats he got ice cream he did <laughs> ice cream. little phil little phil like we yeah. i almost cried it was i'm really proud of him <laughs> and a great job a great job and he's almost a year old oh when this episode comes <sighs> out he's gonna be one. Oh my god phil <laughs> a wee boy that small child. Anyway. Anyway. We got a bingo. We did. Shout out to Slytherin. Mike got a bingo. Boo. And that means. <laughs> that means. Are we ready? Oh, As God. I heard did you move up in I heard the standings are different. The standings have changed. Ravenclaw is still in front, though. 
Gryffindor is still in fourth place with hey. 3,276 points. We don't have zero. Hufflepuff <laughs> is officially third or nothing third or with 4,185 points. Slytherin has moved up to second place with 4,532 points, which means that we are only like 900 points behind Ravenclaw, which is in first place with 5,440. Guys, we can do it. We can do it. Can you? There is trivia coming up. There is trivia's big points. There is That's trivia true. coming up. There's trivia next month. So, well, I guess this is next month probably. It is for sure. Did trivia pass? I wonder. Um, but there's trivia, so that's huge points. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Mega uh, points. But congrats, Ravenclaw. You're still in first place. Yeah, and good job. Come up to second. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Um, I believe we have something to sing. Uh, this is from Mike from Discord. <laughs> Dark mark in the sky. Voldy's an evil guy. Take a look. Harry is shook. A dark mark rainbow. <laughs> You're all very welcome. You know what, Mike? This is for you. <laughs> that this this is for you my friend Beautiful. all right uh, well it just gets sadder but he ain't dead yet so that concludes this week's episode thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down i think sometimes my question is the fact that she signed a marriage license with my name on it like this is legal <laughs> <laughs> legal you're legally bound like yes as long as i don't to get out of this would be quite excruciating as long as i don't get my eyebrow pierced i think she won't leave me what that's my one well, that's my you, one request if you ever want out you know the way <laughs> Yes, right Mia, into there my was arms. She desperately wanted to get her eyebrow pierced because guess who has one or had one? Rather, had, had. good Charlotte people. Joel Madden. Good Charlotte people. Why I couldn't remember their names. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.